It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. Welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. This week, Kyle is back in the hot seat, and he has picked Hellraiser. I don't even remember which number. Hellworld. I believe it's um, eight. I've, I was I think leaning it is towards eight. eight, but I did want to be wrong. It's, yeah. So, Kyle, I told you this before we hit record, but I've watched all of the Hellraiser films, and I think by the time I got to Hellworld, it... The, the DVD that I had purchased that was every uh, Hellraiser sequel. <laughs> I know exactly the one. Just became background noise because I thought that this was a very different movie until I was watching it. I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen this movie before. Which one did you think it was? Did you think it was the one where that wasn't Doug Bradley? No, I just made up a movie in my head. <laughs> like, <laughs> Good for like you. I made up a movie that will tie into my double feature a lot more mm -hmm. <laughs> where the whole movie is them inside of like a VR type game where the Cenobites have like infested the game and right. are like right. doing wild shit. So big old hint on my double feature. <laughs> uh, so, Can you guess it? I mean, this was both really, really bad yeah. and yes. never endingly entertaining and confusing. Yeah. Like, let's not like, get I it twisted. I just kept it's juggling between has it. both. <laughs> Heavy, yeah. heavy both. The cover art alone does not totally sell to you what's going to happen here, right? Like, I mean, they have to put Pinhead on there, and they have to put but what binary code yeah. <laughs> or like yeah. green digital like grid That's why I over think him. I thought this movie was what it was. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, but it's no, like, okay. none of it, ex it, it. Like, that's the thing is that that's a sweet idea. You know, like totally yes. sweet idea. Basically, brain scan meets Hellraiser, and yeah, and that's what I was expecting. And they talk about it being like an MMORPG. You know, like mm -hmm. they don't ever 
show it. No, <laughs> but this it's is such a bummer. They, they have like one homepage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is. But this if is it like was a phone game. Then I'd be more apt to believe it because, um, real quick, the best thing that I found on the uh, the 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 trivia about this is that there were 92 instances of product placement and it was for just one single product the nokia 3210 that yeah. that phone 90 it holds instances. the world record the world record wow. for the most product placements of a single product in any film i can't believe nokia went full in on they were just like let's do this baby i feel like they were like we'll give you these phones and we'll pay for like craft services that's like Mm. i I don't think that it was much but at this at the same time this was filmed in 2002 yep along with debtor yeah which it was filmed back to back which is so funny to me the the thing about it is that in 2002 i'm pretty sure i had that same nokia phone you know like and it was never on it was never on. I used it for emergencies. It's not like not until I got a flip phone like in 2003 or 2004 did I start actually using my phone for more than right. like hey, I'm out of gas, AAA come get me. But um it's just so funny because this movie f- is so confusing because um it was released in 2006, is that correct? 2005. 2005. 2005. Yeah. Um you know Potato, three years potato. is a long but, three years is a long time for technology yes, brother yeah. and also everybody looks like 2002 like the very first thing when you see them all going to jack jack was the dead kid right adam adam, was adam. The dead okay kid. um adam they're going to adam's funeral because he kills himself from playing too much hell world the, i love that the blonde girl chels chels Chels. Chels's hairdo. Chels. Why am I talking so much about the women's hair styles? It's important. It's important. Remember those little black rubber bands that girls would put in their hair? And that is straight 2002. It is the... Blonde girl it's dreads. so funny though. Yeah, exactly. And it's so funny because then it's like it, it, they fast forward five years, right? Two. Two years. Fuck, yeah, it's two years matter. later. Yep. But yeah, so, like they, so they're only supposed to be 18? Because they were 16 when he killed himself. Yeah, like I thought maybe, it made more sense that they would be 21 going to this party. Yeah, maybe you like know, freshman MMO sophomores in college. Is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Well, they have this like Irish Taryn Manning or British Taryn yeah. Manning that's yeah, there too yeah. with the with the small buns, the spikies. The spikies. Like the, yes, dude. The, the prequel to the space buns that are so popular now. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Everything this, new is old. This movie also has. Um, what I would consider to be the 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 true continuous theme of the Hellraiser sequels past part four. Uh, <laughs> that that no this was not written place. to be a Hellraiser movie and then was just forced into being a Hellraiser movie. And like yeah. it shows in every one of these fucking movies that you watch. Yeah. This one, it was like they took the script and they actually tried to reintegrate it. But the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, you could 1000% have just done this movie with yeah. no Hellraiser tie-in, and it would have hit all of the beats until maybe the last like three seconds of the movie. Like, mm-hmm. like it would probably help. A, it would probably work out a lot better. <laughs> it's, well, that's because because man, the best part about watching a Hellraiser movie. Because I'll I'll go on record of saying this. I said this earlier when they announced that there was going to be a, a a lady pinhead in the next Hellraiser movie. Like, I don't care that it's a woman. I'm just sick of fucking pinhead. There's so many yeah. other interesting Cenobites. And that's like so the many. best part about watching a Hellraiser movie is that you get to create new Cenobites. And man, 
such tame ass new Cenobites that we get in this movie. But where not it's just even like, new Cenobites. We get Chatterer who doesn't chatter. No. Well, I'm talking about like the people who die and get turned into Cenobites. We just get like Harry Cavill with like a weird fucked up eye. Well, nobody gets turned into a Cenobite in yeah. this. No. Well, yeah. that's why I. So I had this was my first watch and last. Uh, although I did truly enjoy the aesthetic yeah. of this film. The acting is so atrocious. It's not even it's, the storyline. The storyline's dumb, but I can live with that. The the acting is so so poor. <laughs> the worst. This has to be because I, of the director, right? Because like some of these people we've seen act well in other things. Well, Henry Cavill was twelve when he did this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you, did um, you did you recognize the actor who played Jake though? Their their estranged friend. No. He walked into no. the room and I said, "That guy looks really familiar." Yeah. And I had to do some Googling. Do you know what his first movie role was, Scott? Mm -mm. He played Peter Wong in a little film called Get Over It, starring Cisco, Kirsten Dunst, and Ugh. Shane West. He's he's the he's the superstar musical performer that uh, gets hurt during the show and forces Ben Foster to take his part. The only thing I remember from that movie is Martin Short calling a vagina a front butt. Yep. <laughs> that, so, I mean, I absolutely love teen flicks. We know that I love 90s and early 2000s teen flicks. Mm -hmm. I think that that's, that was a one and done for me. I don't think I've ever watched Get Over It See, twice. See, I've watched Get Over It many a times, but I think because I am still fully convinced that Martin Short's character is based on my high school's drama club teacher. Like, he... <laughs> His fashion, his personality, like every aspect about him, like that's cause. So, are you saying that that was when you were in high school and you did drama? It was cause plays. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's something I wrote down tying to your acting statement. Dimension Films. Look, we'll, we'll remove the whole aspect that we we know who was behind Dimension Films, right? But Dimension Films, <laughs> Dimension Films theatrically gave us some of the finest films of my childhood. Yes. Yeah. Dimension film straight to video department, however. <laughs> Just <laughs> unwatchable garbage 99% mm -hmm. of the time. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. God, they churned them out too, man. <laughs> they churned I mean, them, bless the them fuck out. I mean, look. It's entertainment. I, I, this is maybe my fourth watch of Hellworld. Maybe my <laughs> second or maybe my second or third in the past year. Because it is a movie that I feel like I can put on with people over crack open a bag of doritos freshies yeah you definitely need some doritos a little mountain dew <laughs> doritos <laughs> and it's it's just so fun and it's like i think that we like to me it's like that's this is a relatable time too like in some ways you know even though it's like totally far-fetched and it's like that's not what I was doing or anybody I know was going to like this weird ma rave mansion and like nobody <laughs> yeah. was doing that. But again, I've talked about this with my, with stigmata. It's just like, there's this aesthetic of like, that's what being an adult is. That's like being like a cool kid is, is like you get to go to parties and like, maybe you'll get head from a fucking mass, which is like weirdo. If you dial a four digit phone number yeah. and, and just take like, a casual phone call while it's happening. With yeah. Like, and be a fucking head pusher, Henry. He's yeah, having a, a full-blown casual conversation with he is no. Full blown. Oh, oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so so let me write that. I have to jump to this. Every once in a while, I write down a quote. <laughs> I write down a quote that doesn't happen in the movie, but I wish it happened in the movie. <laughs> so, so there's this big reveal towards the end of the movie that. 
they have not been at this party pretty much from the second they showed up to this party, right? Lance Hendrickson somehow, let's, let's try to think about this, somehow has hacked into their favorite game, made sure that all of them get the exact same invite to a party that he needs them to get just so he can bury them alive because he blames them for not stopping his son who he didn't have a particularly great relationship with from killing himself. Um, and and it's revealed that they've all been in a uh, hypnotic state and he's just been kind of tossing suggestions into their mind. But like... Via Nokia's of, phone. <laughs> yeah, because of those, it's like, oh, she was so afraid that she was going to slice her throat off that she scratched her throat out trying to like remove an apparatus that wasn't there. And like this guy that was, had... A, that was a straight saw. This yeah. movie is saw with Cenobites. This movie is everything but Hellraiser, honestly. Because it ends with like a like a Friday or a Nightmare on Elm Street type ending for some reason. Yeah, it it's, does. It it's definitely does. fucking wacky. But he's going through all the different ways that these three friends have died. These three friends have died, and it gets to Henry Cavill's character, yes. and he says his explanation is he died of fright. But the way that Harry Cavill's acting, I wanted him to be like, and Mike, Mike jerked himself to death. <laughs> like, he's like, well, I was ex- that's so tr- that, that would have been amazing. And so when they're showing the dead body, they pan down to his crotch, and I was waiting for there to be a, a wet spot because yeah. he like you know had a wet dream. <laughs> As he was about to get fucking killed in the in his in his psychosis, like, it it I want to believe that that was the original line, and even Dimension Phones were like, like, "Yo, you gotta bring in Lance to ADR a new line." <laughs> I forgot how long that explanation goes for. So, like, so let me tell you something, Kyle, about this movie. This Wikipedia page, because I hopped onto the wiki description just to make sure I wasn't missing any beats. <laughs> the wiki description has two paragraphs to set up the movie. It's mm-hmm. like Adam dies and his friends go to his funeral and they think it's because of this video game. And two years later, they win prizes to like go to this party hosted by this the host, Lance Hendrickson. And then the very next paragraph is like, They've been in a hypnotic state, and it's like it's like literally <laughs> the just middle, skips, middle skips the, the whole hour, and then it's three paragraphs trying to explain <laughs> the last ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> like, you know what? Like we we they got it. They got it down to a science over there. All that's the how all the inconsequential everything that happens in the middle of this movie is oh is that like you could just pass it by. Yeah. And I read that plot synopsis, and I'm like, yeah, that's the movie. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. The film. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's right. Uh, Cavill's uh, death inspired my beer choice which was irregular heartbeat uh, <laughs> and it uh, i love it visually it feels like the like the party too dude yeah because like, if, if, if this movie is another very blue yeah movie mm-hmm. yeah but the ironic part is that if they really wanted to make it feel right they would have done a green gel instead like you Matrix. would fucking think, yeah. you would think, but we go down into that basement that they were used to eat human flesh in. Like <laughs> this mansion has everything. <laughs> this mansion I, has yeah, fucking it everything. Does. I am offended still to this day by some of the depictions of like nerdy gamers, and I'm not even a gamer, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like it's like the depiction of horror fans. It's the depiction of gamers where it's like, hey, because you play this 
horror game, you're going to be really into the fact that this statue's made of human flesh and that we have, like, jarred yes. up baby fetuses. Like, Wait, are, are, I'd be like, get me the me that's fuck not... out of here. <laughs> you're, telling, <laughs> you're saying Scott's not cool. <laughs> are, are you trying to tell me that my interests are not laser-focused like that? <laughs> that's what I mean. It's like, it's so insulting. Sometimes. When they go it's into like, that Hell, Hellraiser museum and they're just touching everything. Yeah, they're like, and, oh, like, I can't wait to touch it all. I'm like, no, dude. <laughs> get the fuck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Not even in like a horror, like don't go in there. Like be a be in a person, be it like a and functional person who's not weird and uh, and touching everything in this person's house. Please don't. And that's before they're like hypnotized. Yeah, yes. like that's the worst because the there's so many they're questions. We, we get to the last like ten minutes of this movie, and like my notes like quadruple because I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? That fucking roundhouse kick. Like, yes, yes. Like, Chels. 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 Not Chels. a single moment in this movie has there been anything that has implied that she has any ability to perform any type of karate. <laughs> she or just, even to fight back. She's been scared the whole goddamn she time. She just roundhouse kicks Lance Hendrickson down a fucking, not even a flight of stairs, over a railing to the floor. Yeah. Like, I mean, admittedly, it's like, oh, she's, like, hypnotized. No, that's not a good explanation. No, no, because there's no, like, she doesn't have any, like, abilities when she is hypnotized. Everybody would have an ability, right? Like, It should be the Dream Warriors. She should be fucking Dream Warriors. She's not even the gamer. Like, she stopped playing the game when Adam died, and all these other people are gamers, and they can't even manage to figure out how to, like, alter their, like, dream state. And Chell should be the first to die. Like, Chell should be... The other thing that blows my mind in in the ending of this movie is there is a tone shift that is so fucking wild where it's like Chelsea gets dug up by the cops and like you've been here for days if if not for ghost Adam calling us which like don't even get me started on that bullshit but if not for this ghost calling our phones and pinging your location we would have never found you he didn't even die in that house no what's his ghost That's what doing I was about to say like wh- why is there all that explanation or not explanation but like those that expositional um so much slow-mo of him like digging up something in the basement i have no i don't know i don't know what any of this movie is about but she's she's watching all of her friends get dug up and she's just like oh my god and it's just like the saddest music playing as she's watching i'd hate to say it but like people she didn't even seem to like very much no she hated all she didn't want to go Get, she get dug drinking. up. She's crying. She's cr- just the saddest music. And then they bring up Jake, a guy that she, she hasn't given a shit about for about two and a half years. And the music immediately turns to this swell of victory. And she's just like, Jake. And it's like, there has been no romantic anything implied between these None. two characters whatsoever. None. And then they're driving off together into the sunset. It is fucking bonkers with the greatest song of fucking all time which i forgot to write down like the the chorus to which i'm really upset about but i remember the last time i watched it with with carly and my friend Jeanette, we watched it and we carly clocked the artist which is just boss house which i assume is like a you know not a public domain but like one of those like jingle punks like thing that you can just like search you know but I, oh, okay. but I was, I was such an asshole, and I wasn't quite paying attention to her. So she said "boss house," and I thought she just mispronounced "Bauhaus." So I was just <laughs> like, I was like "Bauhaus," and she's like, 
no, you fucking asshole. Boss house. Like, I'm not <laughs> misreading the thing. And it didn't even sound like bow out. It sounded like, it sounded like a fucking, like, because the whole soundtrack prior to this sounds like Chevelle and new metal and, like, yeah, industrial, does. like, rave, right? Like, rock rave. But then this last song sounds like a late 80s, like, anthem. Like, we fucking, like, we won. Like, we <laughs> beat him off look who's look who's standing tall look who's standing tall it sounds like a jean it sounds like a denim jeans commercial like it sounds like a fucking <laughs> levi's commercial this movie also bounces from like because this movie's kind of fucking tame especially by hellraiser standards like you yeah. think about the first two hellraiser this has movies, the most nudity in it though doesn't it does it? have the most nudity yeah. but it's like you think of like those first that first hellraiser movie even when i was like really into horror that box art was so gory that it kind of scared me away for a while. Yeah. And then you've got this like incredible claymation, like three minute sequence of a corpse literally reassembling itself in an attic. Like it's, it's unbelievable. This movie, we get what is actually a pretty decent decapitation in the middle of the movie. Mm hmm. Everything but, else happens but off screen. Cenobites aren't slashers. Right. Well, that trust me, we're getting into that too. Um, <laughs> we get a decent decapitation. The rest is all like off screen. Like it's just someone screaming and like blood splatter on a face. And mm -hmm. then secondly, we get some of the shittiest CGI I've ever seen. Where oh, Lance yeah. Hendrickson's half of his body, it's almost like an homage to Alien, just laying on the ground with his guts, the CGI guts just staying so perfectly still and flat inside I, of his body. I don't think that you're giving that as much credit as you should because it looks like it looks super real <laughs> compared to the fake lament configuration that Jake gets his thumb pricked through oh. because they oh. couldn't even the, the, when they have the nails go through his thumb the nails still have the green from like the green screen around the edges yeah. I mean it's it's, it's bad. bad. And they even went back and showed it twice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, we we paid a little bit for this. We have to show it twice, even though this is what we have. It's really yeah. bad. I, you know, and I really, I, I so liked the meta angle that they really forcefully fit into this movie, as we've talked about. Like, they had to take a script and just fit Pinhead in there. <laughs> I like the idea, like the meta setup of it, and it just does not pay off in the ways that I wanted. It pays off in many other ways. I'm. Uh, it's a very, it's very fun. All the one-liners are out of this fucking world. Like there are so many. My favorite it's is. It's not just the words. It's also the delivery. It's the delivery know? of them too. Absolutely correct. Like when they show up to this mansion and he goes a little something out of the Norman Bates School of Design. And it's like, that's not even... How, how did these people even get hired? How did... Uh, dude, how did any of it happen? I, I want to make a movie, period. And something like this gets made at, like, <laughs> at all. I mean, I got... It's 2002. Well, you just have to go down on Henry Cavill. <laughs> I, you know, my other favorite line is when the Henry Cavill's um, new lady friend comes back around after he get, after she gives him the blowjob and he goes come on stud or she goes come on stud it's your turn to go down and he gives this disgusted face i'm like <laughs> oh no like that does not 
Mm-mm, that does not look it's good. It's 2002. I mean, guys weren't really. I guess nobody's yeah eating anybody out uh, apparently, <laughs> <laughs> or it's look. so disgusting. It's so taboo and disgusting. Hey, there was a really cool uh, TikTok that I saw about the Kivin method, K-I-V-I-N, which is a so it's a special way to give special kisses. Oh, special kisses in a very oh, special place. I like that. There we go. We'll call it special kisses. That's that a, that is a much nice. better way of yeah. <laughs> describing. Right. So. Yeah. so I, is, it is a terrible term. It is know. oh, it I know. Yeah, like it sounds like because I'm not. I'm not removing anything. Yeah. All right. No. <laughs> like, and if you are removing something, you done That's probably a discussion for a doctor. You need to, yeah, we need to talk. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. So we need do we to have... talk about Kiven? <laughs> <laughs> it is mind blowing and heartbreaking how many original scripts are written every year but are never made. So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscovered Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. Hey, Kyle. (laughs) You got any double features you want to match up with? This? I do, I do. And actually, Scott had alluded to it earlier. Uh, I would like to watch Brain Scan. I think that it, it's it totally, it's not the same vibe per se, but I like the video game aspect. You're going a, a decade earlier into the 90s, which, and it is very, it feels very 90s as well. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. They're both just, they're both just fun movies. That's, that's my pick. Same vein, like, I mean, I hinted at it, but I, I wrote down Stay Alive. Like, I think as much as Stay Alive Why is a bad Why would you torture movie, yourself? I hate Stay Alive. I admittedly hate Stay Alive. <laughs> but I think you take the framework of Stay Alive and mix that with the Hellraiser franchise where it's like you play this game and you can unlock the box and bring the Cenobites. That makes more sense. That makes so much more sense than this weird fucking mind Mm -hmm. game of a vengeful dad. Like, it it doesn't make any sense otherwise. That's my double feature. Scott? I have two. One is the real one, and the other one is if I was trying to really dig into a bad bad night um i would definitely need some doritos i would go with house on haunted hill 99 because i need any excuse to watch that movie and i feel like if you took the cenobites out of hellraiser hell world that basement is the basement from house on haunted hill 99 also chelsea chelsea um in this movie is wearing the exact same outfit that ali larder wears in house on haunted hill dude yes Um, She's basically just Kmart Alley Larder, which is so fun. Mm-hmm. The other one that came to mind, which I mean, this would be this would be a slog if you did Hellraiser Hellworld and then Arcade. Oof. Yeah. Seth Green's in it. 
I think. Yeah, there that's the go. only good thing about that movie. That movie is that movie is basically like the Teenage Ninja Turtles, Mutant Ninja Turtles Foot Clan hangout meets Robocop two or three when he goes on that rampage through the through the arcade. Alright. Well, Kyle, what yeah. have you watched read? listen to whatever i i haven't done a lot this week we were finishing um i finished i finished everything all the 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 short that i was working on the woodsman is done and it's been submitted to the first like eight festivals and i'm really really excited about that so admittedly i haven't done much of anything except that but at night when we only have like maybe like a half hour or so before like we really have to start thinking about going to bed we don't want to start a show or a movie or anything. I really hate starting movies and stopping them. Like partway through, I have this thing where I want to just watch the whole thing. So oftentimes we don't get around to that. And like if we're watching a show, a lot of them are like hour episodes or whatever. So what we'll do is we'll just throw on a trailer compilation. And we've been just really deep into this one 90s movie trailer compilation that has a great mix of like, you know, Academy Award fodder. Uh, and, like, really also, like, bad straight-to-video shit that I didn't know existed, and there was this one that... There was there's one with called Yuli's Gold, which just looked like... It has Peter Fonda in it, and it just looks like this amazing Academy Award fodder, but then there's this one, and hopefully one of you guys can remember the name because I'm trying to look it up frantically right now as I do it. It's with Corey Feldman from the mm-hmm. 90s where he is the gang leader of a karate gang... <laughs> in a high school that's and like this doesn't this isn't like three ninjas 90s like karate this is like class of 1984 with martial arts like in the trailer there's like somebody hanging from the basketball hoop in the school gym i just want to talk about it at some point i have not watched it but the trailer for it is incredible it might have been a dangerous place Wait, oh, no, that doesn't that... even have a wiki Man, that link. is the most boring-ass <laughs> name for a movie. Dude, actually, that's not it. No, because he looks like a good guy there. No, dude. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, I'll, somebody else talk. <laughs> uh, edge, uh, no, it might have been Edge of Honor. No. What the fuck? No, he was in a lot of these place. A teenage martial artist is thrown into a world of theft and risky behavior while investigating the death of his older brother. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. And But the, 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 the front cover plays like Corey Feldman's did I say Corey Feldman or Corey Haynes? Yeah, Corey Feldman. Yeah. Okay, Corey, Corey Feldman. All right, good. Corey Feldman's the good guy. He is not the good guy in this <laughs> at all. And it's it is. It looks like very class of 1984 meets martial arts. And it just looked I just couldn't believe. I forget that sometimes movies like that existed. You know what I mean? Like we watch a lot, we watch a lot of shit. But we watch a lot of horror adjacent shit. And some of those yeah. action movies that came from that period, I'm like, oh my God. Like yeah. they made choices. Highly recommend just throwing on a compilation like in the background, <laughs> man. Like there's a few like uh, there's there's like a 30 minute one. That's uh, that one's like a 30 minute action VHS one, all from the same comp- distribution company too. To, uh, so they're all thematically interesting. Start following so, that shit. Yeah, and I, I wrote down a couple for potential horror movie night uh, <laughs> picks. So, all right. So nice. I watched something that I think both of you would like for various reasons. But I actually watched it for Christmas 365. Had no clue how that this movie took place at Christmas until Dylan told me to watch it. The Green Knight. It's on my list. The I fantasy film from A24. It's it's good. It's really fucking good. It's really good. Carly <laughs> like, and I saw it in theaters. Right, it was right before Hunter or right after Hunter was born. It was like one of our first like movies to go back to the theaters to see. It was great. 
Yeah. It's it's really it's really good. I've been waiting to watch that one with Megan. Yeah, it's like yeah. a nice slow burn. It's just a good fucking fantasy film with cool fucking fantasy elements. Like I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah. Go see it. It's good. Oh, also The Woodsman. I saw this short called The Woodsman. It was very good. Yeah. It was delightful. <laughs> um, you know, our boy Kyle growing up. Growing up fast. <laughs> By the time this comes out, it'll be maybe a month since it came out, but um Horrors 5, my horror theme cover ep series uh the fifth installment came out finally uh finally got it done in early april and um i i'm super happy with it i've been bumping it been been playing it uh, playing along with it and uh so the worst thank you so much um the worst part about releasing one of those is now i need a new project but i was having some trouble sleeping um while i mentioned megan has been um out of town a bit for work trips and um couldn't sleep one night and so i uh was going through my shutter watch list and nothing really sounded good and so i just put on shutter tv and um fell asleep to triangle which um i still don't love but i guess i have more respect for it now it's it's a good movie but i also don't really love the mm-hmm. the the recursive nature of it. I think that it's been done. I think the concept of it has been done better in other movies. Um, All right, let's dive into a quick email. And also just a quick reminder, because it's summertime now, or it's about to be, I mean, you the the gates are now open for listeners submit at month for September. Start sending in your suggestions, hmnpodcast at gmail.com. But if you don't have a suggestion and just want to email us, you can, like Bert did in September of 2020, when he said, <laughs> hey guys, I just wanted to say thanks for an amazing podcast. I'm not currently caught up, but I have been listening my way to and from work solely to your to you magnificent bastards. My brothers and I used to regularly have a cheesy movie night and discuss them after. This was before us moving to separate cities and following our own paths. Your commentaries, jokes, and appreciation are very similar to the taste of ours, and on top of the films themselves, it brings back the sense of family nostalgia as well. I also really dig all the references that you guys make. You've turned me on to a ton of movies that I had overlooked and music that I would have never given a chance to. That being said, I wanted to throw a movie into your suggestion pick. I know y'all, yes, I'm from Texas and it's as bad as Katie describes it, enjoy picking movies <laughs> and are, uh, appro- that are appropriately themed around events and holidays. So my recommendation for a Valentine's Day episode is My Demon Lover with Scott Valentine as the lead. It's oh, not technically yeah. a horror movie by most standards. This shit is just all over the place, from thriller to horror to a whodunit to a romantic comedy. The practical effects go from sh- shady to pretty fucking spectacular. There's more absurd plot holes and WTF moments than you can share, shake a mm-hmm. stick at. Why does a real demon need a fake demon hand? I don't know. I don't want to spoil any of it for you if you haven't seen it. But for Valentine's Day, a movie called My Demon Lover starring a man named Scott Valentine. Like, how can you go wrong? It's worth a watch either way. Uh, Keep up your amazing show. I truly appreciate what you guys do for all the laughs. Bert from Texas, who still listens to hip hop. Please don't judge me, Scott. I just wanted to throw this other thing in there because I responded to him. And he wrote back to me and he just said, growing up in the middle of nowhere, Texas, my single mom used to use all the resources she had. This included a co-worker's dad who owned a local video store. This video store catered exclusively to Spanish speakers, which I was not. They did have maybe 10 VHS titles in English, though. Uh, I probably had prime real estate of those tapes, which is why I cut my teeth on the likes of Chud, Return of Living Dead, The Toxic Avenger, and Labyrinth along with my demon lover. <laughs> uh, 
so thank you, Bert. Uh, sorry it took us almost two years to respond to your email. We're trying to get better at this. That was Hellraiser Hellworld from 2005, as picked by Kyle. We will be back with more Horror Movie Night next week. Stay tuned, and please get those emails and listener submissions in at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. listening to the Geekscape Network. It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! You're listening to the Geekscape Network.